Hey, it's Lisa Carlin from Attacking Third. I'm always traveling for work, but I also love to be active, playing soccer every chance I get. Finding the balance between being comfy, looking cute, and also being dressed to be active has never been easier with Viore. Viore is so versatile. It can be used for any activity, running, yoga, swimming, but it's also great for lounging or traveling. My favorite product is the pants that I actually never take off, the Women's Performance Jogger. They're designed with the softest premium dream knit stretch fabric. Viore helps me feel good about the things I buy and how they are made because Viore is 100% offsetting their carbon footprint, utilizing better sustainable materials for their products to empower your best active life. Viore is an investment in your happiness. For our listeners, they are offering 20% off your first purchase. Get yourself some of the most comfortable and versatile clothing on the planet at viore.com slash soccer. That's V-U-O-R-I dot com slash soccer. Robert Half Research indicates nine out of 10 hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this too. That's why you need Robert Half. Our specialized recruiting professionals engage with our proprietary AI to connect businesses of all sizes with highly skilled talent in finance and accounting, technology, marketing and creative, legal, and administrative and customer support. At Robert Half, we know talent. Visit roberthalf.com today. Fans, welcome to Morning Footy. Happy Thursday. Susanna Collins alongside Nico Cantor, Michael LaHood, Alexis Guerreros, Jenny Chu with the headlines. Should we talk some Gold Cup? Mm. Let's do it. Let's do it. Uh, the U.S. taking on St. Kitts and Nevis last night, and um, it was a shellacking 6-0 win for the United States. Um, B.J. Callahan did put out a little bit of a different lineup. We, none of you guys nailed it in our lineups that we put out mm, yesterday. Mm, but thanks, there was Susanna. some, I know, I just wanted to point it out. <laughs> Who got also, the most nobody right? got the scores correct. I think I, I may have been up there. You may you have were, gotten the most I think correct? I was the closest. Did you have, did you have Busio I, in I there? I didn't we, have Busio. We both had Busio. Nobody had Sean Johnson. Nobody had Sean Johnson. Yeah, you couldn't, no. Okay, I, I missed four is what I know. <laughs> Yeah, but I was the closest to the score line. I feel like you guys totally overestimated St. Kitts and Nevis. I think I, I probably underestimated I mean, USMNT going into this really? game. I, yeah, I was looking for a reaction, mm-hmm. and boy, did they deliver it. You, know, yeah. you, you, you kind of hedge your bets, and I, I went a little bit lower, way lower. Conservative 2-0 is what I said. So we saw Jesus Ferreira with a hat trick. We, Georgie Mihailovic had a great Oof, game. Two incredible. goals, two assists yeah. for him, and he was one of our players to watch. Michael, what did you like about his performance yesterday? I liked that he had the sort of composure, the creative spark that this U.S. men's national team we have not seen consistently enough except for Gio Reyna. Typically, in the years past, we've seen the USMNT play with three midfielders, three flat, and it's Weston McKinney who provides that offensive mm-hmm. spark for them. But now Jordi Mihalovic, he's bringing what he did in Europe with Azed Alkmar to the men's national team. The first goal times his run to perfection. Busio, who we have to give some love to, mm-hmm. cuts it back perfectly. But you have to get more numbers in the box. Three or four people at a time getting in the box for the U.S. men's national team. Jordi Mihalovic, always in there. Look, I, I take this game this win with a grain of salt it's a wash and on Mm -hmm. to the next one Mm -hmm. um it's a great confidence booster but 
you can't draw big time conclusions from this game. Look at the rival. The stat that I liked the best that was repeated constantly was that this is the most populous nation in the region against the least populous nation in the region. Mm. And it was, in Spanish, there's a great term for this. I don't know if they use it in, 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 in soccer and English, but uh, it's a sparring. Uh, it, it, it's a scrimmage, mm. honestly. Um, in, in the Gold Cup, in the group stage, there is very weak opposition. And this is, with all respect to St. Kitts and Nevis, this is the weakest of the weak. And the United States winning 6-0 is an expected so it's result. What they did what they should have they done. They did what they should have done, and but it's on to the next. And, and Give a little yeah. bit of respect to the U.S. who for, didn't do what they were supposed to do in the first game. Yeah. And I think that's why, mm. for them to reach yeah. the level of what we expect is a positive because they certainly did not do that. Sure. So, that, I think that's having a low bar for... for this group of U.S. I disagree. Yeah. Different coach, think, different players. This is a C I'll, group. I'll, I'll split both of you in saying I agree with you in terms of standards. This is the biggest team in sure. CONCACAF right now. They are the kings of CONCACAF given recent results. But the flowers I want to give to you are the players that came off the bench in the first game seizing the opportunity for the likes of a Brian Reynolds mm -hmm. getting his first goal and an emphatic finish that For I can't sure. wait to break down. Gianluca Busio, who had been out in the cold with the men's national team, putting that performance. Jordi Mihaljevic, a lot of players having statement games in a game that they needed to and should have. So I agree with both of you. Yeah. I, to me, like, yes, I, I agree. I, and, and they deserve credit because, of course, they're going out and, and performing in an international tournament. But... I don't know if St. Kitts and Nevis is a statement game. That's a strong word for a team that's so weak. And, and, and don't, I don't want you guys to misconstrue mm. me taking a lot of virtue from this win that's for the United States. That's kind of my States. job is to misconstrue. <laughs> so, but so. we need to be realistic with, with the opposition. If, yeah. they had, if they had done this against this Jamaica team that's extraordinarily hyped right now at the moment, and, and they came in and they played a really good game, that's a statement game to, to get start that. off. But it's, it's, a, it's it a, a, to, to beat uh, these players. They, they probably aren't all professional, you know? Mm. And, and the way that they played, it, it's, it was the closest you can get to a scrimmage in a professional setting. And, you know, if it wasn't for the goalkeeper, it would have been much more, many more goals. Okay. So yeah. it's just, it's like, okay, great for these guys. Good. Let's move on to the next. St I want to see these statement games in a mm -hmm. semifinal. Sure. No, final. So, but, okay. take, but the game that happened, give them a little bit of credit. So, I am. And, the, I am. and here's, a, here's a question then. So the players that did emerge in this game, that did have good games, the Georgie Mihailovic, mm -hmm. the Gianluca Busio, Ryan Reynolds. Reynolds. Did they do enough Cowell. in this game, despite it being a, a scrimmage that you that you say, did they do enough to kind of make a case for them to earn more minutes later so. on in this tournament? Is it, it, I, Anybody that would have played in this game would have made a case for themselves. To earn no, more that's minutes. not true. Yeah. You put players in, and you're, you, honestly, now that's a little disrespectful to, to St. Kitts mm. and Nevis. It, it, you put a player in and you expect them to play to a certain standard. When they hit that standard, you give them credit. To see these players connect, to see these mm. uh, players, I'm not sitting here saying, based on this, we can expect uh, you know, that they're the champions. But you put a player in, you say, here's what I need from you. I need XYZ. And they hit XYZ, you give them credit for it. Brian Reynolds uh, did, did, did nothing 
nothing to show that he doesn't deserve extra mm -hmm. minutes. Mm -hmm. No one that. went in and failed. Had someone came in and failed or looked badly, then I could say, oh man, it's against St. Kitts and I even. I think it would have been but very you, difficult to fail in mm. this game. The United Again. States quality all around the pitch, Alexis, from every single person on the squad is light years you above the like quality were, from St. Kitts and Nevis. St. Kitts and Nevis showed up in potato and, but, and I'm not saying, look, and, and if you want to repeat the same team in the next game, you repeat it. We're, we're not getting carried away with saying that the U.S. men's national yeah. team, because they beat St. Kitts and Nevis, are going to win the Gold Cup outright. And I, I, I wholeheartedly agree with you. Yeah. That's why I say I agree with both of right. you in this, that you're both making statements. The vibe statements. of the show is you should pick one of us. Well, I, I'm definitely <laughs> picking one. I'm going to my left my here. My guy! Because you can only play who's in front of you. I right. think if we look Agreed. at when Mexico plays teams, and they hammer them. Yeah. And we don't say the same thing in this aspect of, oh man, well, Mexico should have beaten them. Let's not. We say, holy moly, this Mexico team are flying on all cylinders. This is a U.S. men's national mm -hmm. team that a lot of these players have never played together. And yeah. now, I agree with you in this sentiment, now we will find out what the resolve of this group is going to be in the next match against the TNT side that got three goals against St. Kitts, and they are the whipping boys of this group. Make no mistake about that. But now we will see. I think a Brian Reynolds should start in the next game. I think a Jordi Mihaljevic should start in the next game. This is the lineup I wanted to see, closer to the lineup closer I wanted to, to see against Jamaica. I wanna, can I ask about uh, Jesus Ferreira, who put away three goals in, in this mm. game. How important was this for his confidence, oh, Michael? Massive. This reminds me of, I'm gonna go back a year ago, around this time in Austin. I got to be there for the CONCACAF Nations League. Grenada were the opponents. U.S. Men's National Team put an absolute clinic. Jesus Ferreira, four goals that night, and each goal taken really well. Almost deja vu in him streaking in, using his pace, and slotting in finishes. These are the type of performances you want. You want competition within your group between he and Brandon Vasquez. No. I still put Brandon Vasquez as the lead striker, though. Mm -hmm. I think Brandon Vasquez has shown more, but the one thing I do like is the midfield was finding uh, Jesus Ferreira getting in behind the line. And that little bit of a connection, maybe figuring out what the look is Jesus gives you before he makes that run off the shoulder, or what is that call that says, go ahead, send a pass, I'm going to get to it and I'm going to score. That connection is important. So moving forward, if that continues and Jesus Ferreira is the starting striker, at least we're starting to see the, the bond building with the midfield, which yeah. is super important mm -hmm. if you're a striker. How'd your boy uh, James Sands do? Uh, incredible we get again. I mean, you know, I, honestly, against such a strong uh, nation, uh, it's really important to play well. I can see your eye twitching there. Right? I, gotta, no, I, have a, I have a question yeah. for Nico. Do you think that this group right here could take on St. Kitts and Nevis? Because by the way you're talking about them, no. it right? kind of seems now, like The disrespect no. he's no. giving them. Now, that, I, that, that, now that's disrespectful. That's right. disrespectful. You haven't mm. seen me play. Yeah. No, I mean, but you can assume how bad I am. What's your position in that game against St. Kitts and Evans, knowing that it's a weakened opponent? Which position are you putting yourself in? What, He's a goalkeeper. Uh, me as a player? Yeah. Like, where am I would going? You, would, you, would you just say, you know what, I can get goals even though not? I mean, mean, would you just put yourself like, up? I'm an amateur. Like, I'm, I don't even think I could. Could I possibly score against St. Kitts and Nevis? Like, for example, I don't know. Like, I'd, I'd be a net. I think I, I think I could do a decent job in net. In net. How many saves did Sean Johnson have yesterday? Probably zero. 
Um, yeah. I don't really remember, but. The zoo can't score in the gym. No, you think I mean, score? I, I, I don't want to be disrespectful to I think it's a need. More, you mean, more disrespectful. You, for, you missed no. the word more. <laughs> no, I wasn't being more. disrespectful. Regardless, it was an important I was being win. realistic, but the US... putting me in the lineup, is that's disrespectful. Okay, well, the U.S. picked up points, and that's all that matters. All right, guys, we're going to take a break. Jenny Chu will be back with the headlines when we come back. Don't go anywhere. If you want to win your fantasy football league, it starts right now. The offseason is the best time to get ahead of the competition. We'll help you win your league on the Fantasy Football Today podcast, part of CBS Sports Podcast Network. Fantasy Football Today has three episodes every week following the latest news, giving you early rankings, early sleepers, breakouts, and busts. So if you're a dedicated fantasy football manager, check out the most dedicated podcast, Fantasy Football Today. Download and follow on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and anywhere podcasts are found. For the headlines, guys, Tim Weah arrived in Turin yesterday to finalize a reported $13 million transfer from to Juventus from Lille. Weah was spotted at Juventus headquarters as the 23-year-old U.S. men's national team standout prepares to put the finishing touches on a move to Serie A, where his father, George Weah, starred for AC Milan. An announcement could come as soon as today. Arsenal officially announced the signing of German international Kai Havertz on an $85 million deal from Chelsea. Havertz spent three seasons in West London, scoring 32 goals and assisting 15 times in all competitions. Kai notably scored the only goal of the match in Chelsea's victory over Manchester City in the 2021 UEFA Champions League final. Kim Min-jae rose to stardom last season as a defensive leader of Napoli's run to the Serie A title, and the South Koreans' rapid rise has earned him a quick departure from Italy. According to multiple reports, Bayern Munich is set to exercise the fee release clause on Kim's contract, paying $54 million to bring him to the Bundesliga. Kim joined Napoli last summer on an $18 million move from Fenerbahce and became one of Serie A's best defenders, earning Defender of the Year honors on the way to helping Napoli win its first Scudetto in 32 years. Another day, another suspension for Jose Mourinho for comments made towards a referee. Serie A suspended Mourinho for 10 days, which is a total of two games, and fined him $55,000 for his comments about referee Daniele Cifi. Mourinho criticized Cifi following a 1-1 draw with Monza, saying he was, quote, the worst referee I have encountered in my career, and claimed he wore a microphone to record his conversations with Cifi to, quote, protect himself. The suspension comes a week after UEFA banned Mourinho four matches for his actions towards referee Anthony Taylor in the Europa League final. He can't get enough, guys. Inter-Miami has yet to officially unveil Lionel Messi, but they announced the coach who will lead the World Cup champion when he arrives in MLS. Tata Martino was introduced as Miami's new head coach on Wednesday, reuniting him with Messi for the third time in their careers. Martino coached Messi at Barcelona and with Argentina, and he led Atlanta United to an MLS Cup title in 2018 and most recently coached Mexico at last year's World Cup. Michael. Yes. Is, or what, if you're Tata Martino, what is the first thing that you do when you enter the Inter Milan, Inter Milan, <laughs> Inter Miami <laughs> locker room to try to switch things up for them because they've obviously have quite a bit of a climb? I think you get in touch with Joseph Martinez. This is a partnership that yielded a lot of success back in 2018, MLS Cup, right off the bat. And I think you really try and rekindle that partnership and that relationship because Joseph Martinez is a player that when he shows his best self, he's a, he's a juggernaut. He's a force to be reckoned with. He's a bit older now, but knowing that the likes of Lionel Messi is coming on the way, that is such an important player. All uh, In addition to that, Rodolfo Pissarro, mm -hmm. a player that he knows well from his time with Mexico. I want to go back to the 2019 Gold Cup. Looking at the starting lineup, one of the players who were so instrumental for Mexico in that, Pissarro playing on the flanks, having a free role. 
Could those two players be players that he reignites their careers? Please settle down. Please settle down. They're gonna. From what I understand, out of necessity, they're gonna they're gonna use the buyout, the one buyout mm. that they have on on Pizarro and Pizarro with Tata Martino was I, I think there's a little bit of beef there because he didn't take him to the World Cup. Like the whole, he, he started weeding him out of the Mexico national team just because of his performances alone. I, I don't think were at a top enough level to be considered for, to be one of those game changers on the national team. So I, I feel like, the, I, I agree on the Josef Martinez part, especially because of, it's, it's a different Josef Martinez, yeah. a couple more injuries down the line, Josef mm -hmm. Martinez, but a, a Pizarro, especially being on a DP slot, it's buy that guy out and try to reinforce with, with greater players. I just I've, think this yeah. is such a smart hire. It is. It, it actually ticks all the boxes. Mm -hmm. It's rare for a hire like this, you know, with that has the connection to a big name player mm -hmm. coming in, but also was already in the league and showed success in the league. But I think if you were Tata Martino, you talk to Joseph Martinez, be like, hey, man, get healthy because Messi come, bro. We all about to eat. Mm -hmm. You yeah. know what I mean? Yeah. You're about to get a lot, a lot of service. Busquets and Messi, bro, all you're going to have to do is one touch it. That's all you're going to have to do. Another player that, and we talked about earlier in the week, Campania. And yeah. I wonder his impact on Campania, a player who, when he gets the right sort of service, and we saw it in glimpses last season with he and that partnership with Gonzalo Higuain, when it's on, when he's connected, Inter-Miami are a force to be reckoned with in attack. And I wonder how Tata Martino sprinkles that little magic sauce on Campania, because that could be a big player in the future. It's going to be a difficult rebuild for Martino, although they're not really calling it a rebuild at Inter-Miami, but they're going to look significantly different pre and post this messy yeah. signing. And in his interview that he gave the club, that the club put out there, um, he said that it's gonna take a while to make this team competitive, I'm glad he said that. to have an identity, and have a style that the fans identify with. Mm -hmm. Because that's, that's what he achieved at Atlanta United, but it was, a, it was a project that really had a direction, whereas in these last couple of seasons, Inter-Miami has been juggling a little bit sure. with, with what they want to look like on and off the pitch um, with the changes of managers. Mm -hmm. and, and now that they have Messi, they really want to align that. And they're doing that first and foremost through Tata Martino. So um, he even mentioned the U.S. Open Cup run, that that can boost morale, boost confidence, uh, and maybe they can finish the season with a trophy. I mean, they're only... Mm. Two wins away from winning a trophy, and if yeah. Messi wins, that's going to be, if, if Inter-Miami wins the U.S. Open Cup, it will be the first trophy that Tata Martino wins with Messi. Wow. And they also, couldn't do so if, on the Argentine national team if, or Barcelona. If Messi wins the U.S. Open Cup, all of a sudden the U.S. US Open Cup Legitimous. is a much more important trophy <laughs> to a lot of other people. It really is. Yeah. Like, yeah. You know, we're the long conversation about the longest running, hey, and it was on for a longer time. We've been behind the U.S. Open yes, Cup we the have. whole time. Yeah, I'm everyone's a big just, proponent of Everyone's just catching experience. up to us. How um, great would it have been, though, Messi versus, like, the Pittsburgh Riverhounds? <laughs> it would have been like, cool. the who? Oh, God, that would have been I'm great. so here for that. All right, stick around. We'll be right back. Greetings, Fantasy Warriors. I'm Heath Cummings, your guide to fantasy dominance on FFT Dynasty. Join me this offseason where mock drafts become epic showdowns and every pick shapes your legacy. If, if I was Adam with the team that he's built, Will Levis makes so much more sense. And that's not all. We're peeling back the curtain on the future with our exclusive 2024 NFL Draft Prospect Profiles. Uncover hidden gems that'll elevate your roster to legendary status. 
Pukanukua. After Cooper Cup, we really have no idea who's going to get the targets. Keaton Mitchell of East Carolina. Explosive speed is ridiculous. This isn't just a podcast. It's a playbook for champions. Subscribe to FFG Dynasty now, and together, we'll conquer the fantasy football frontier. Your dynasty journey starts here. CBS Wednesday. We have so many cool, diverse people from different backgrounds, different beliefs, different upbringings, and it just keeps growing. I'm a citizen of the United States. I'm a hustler. I'm a big Taylor Swift fan. I'm the queen of the tribe. I am playing whatever role I gotta play. I'm gonna play this game for speed. I ain't going down like no punk. A new Survivor, Wednesday on CBS and streaming on Paramount+. Plus. Welcome back to Morning Footy. Here's a look at Wednesday's results from the U21 Euros. In Group C, England get the 2-0 win over Germany and Israel get the 1-0 win over Czech Republic. They will move on to the quarterfinals. And in Group D, Italy lose to Norway 1-0 and France take down Switzerland 4-1. It's going to be Switzerland and France moving on from Group D. We'll get to that in uh, in just a little bit. It was kind of a wild day of action, um, but let's look at some of the highlights. We're going to start with that Israel-Czech Republic match. Um, as we mentioned, Israel going through, and this is how they did it. This is the storyline I think of yesterday because Israel, with this goal in the 82nd minute, makes the next round of the euphoria on, on these players' faces. Um, a lot of these players were part of the group that made the U19 Euro final from a couple of seasons ago. So uh, they're back in the knockout stage. They know what this is like. So uh, good to see. They, they, they knocked out mm-hmm. Czech Republic and Germany. They go through to the next round because England mm. whooped Germany. They sure did. Oh, man, oh, what a run. I just want to say, and if Jonathan Johnson, you are watching journalists for CBS Sports, up the villa, because this is a goal made in Birmingham. Aston Villa teammates, Cameron Archer and Jacob Ramsey combining. But look my at boy this, Harvey. Run. Cutting through Oof. everybody like a cake, uh, like a knife through a cake, not like a cake. I mean, absolutely. <laughs> Cutting through you like a cake. That's a new line. I mean, this is incredible. Took the shot on his own. A lot of hair gel in them curls. <laughs> Looking like spaghetti. What a shot. Don't be, don't be doing that to hey, my, my boy Harvey. Kids styled it He's that precious. Way. I like it. He's You're precious. a Liverpool fan. I never knew I, that. Yo, you didn't know I, I was did, a Liverpool it, fan? I, you know what? Every, Things you find out, I'm morning footy. I'm, I'm glad I got that. Oh, gosh. Right. Yes. I didn't know that. I'm when you a huge uh, a storm. Sorry, I won't, I won't, I won't do it. Um, okay, so you, you said, Nico, for you, Israel mm. was the story of, of yesterday. Israel, Georgia, Ukraine. Right? Like, what? I know. Israel is real, huh? See what you did there. There you go. Wow. It's a good. It's a good storyline too. What yeah. you're looking for in these in these under 21, 23, whatever in the in the lower uh, age groups, you're looking for someone to sort of uh, you know make a move, uh, find a spark, a team you don't normally get to see mm-hmm. in the senior squads. So for Israel to do this, is kind of fun to see. Look, they finished third at the U20 World Cup, and there's it just shows how much they're, they're progressing as a football nation with at least youth development. Um, but there's so many flops in this tournament from big nations, yeah. including the Netherlands, Belgium, Germany. Italy. I want to go back to the significance of that first game against Germany. No, this is an Israel team that they were up 1-0, yeah. drew 1-1, and then got a red card. It shows their character, their grit, and it'll be the battle of two character-driven teams in the knockout round because they play who? 
Oh, Georgia. Georgia, huh? There you go. I didn't know that. Right. Oh, that's that's. That Do you sucks. think, um, based, on the, based on the way England um, have played, which they've looked really, mm. really sharp, Oof. would you say that they're favorites in this? Them and France, yeah. I think, yeah. have the France most quality. Seems, they have the yeah. most depth, for I, sure. I think that what England have shown is their depth. Emile Smith-Rowe, two goals coming mm. off the bench to score tap-ins and team-driven goals. And you have Cam Archer, who could easily be a starter for most teams. Yeah. He's on the bench as well. I mean, they're, they're just spoiled with riches. And also the France team cannot wait to break down that. They are tiki-taka-esque. All right. Should we do it now? Let's, Let's go. go. Let's move it over to Group D. Uh, Switzerland taking on France, and France uh, handled this one easily 4-1. Here's how they did it. Yeah, mostly towards the second half. Switzerland was holding their own. They actually scored a really nice goal, but Ryan Cherky, mm. I think he deserves a lot of recognition. He had such a great game. He was dynamic and very definitive in, in the moments where he, he needed to come up big. He's been coming in as a substitute, and, and you know what, he had a good game, and, and just this pummeling of Switzerland confirmed him as a yeah. top, top player, top uh, team in the group. All right, let's move it along to Italy and Norway. And what was interesting about Group D is that all of these teams could have advanced um, yesterday yeah, heading they, into the, the matches. They were tied all on three points, uh, Italy, Norway, and Switzerland, and it got kind of complicated it <laughs> because you see the Norwegian player going back to the center circle because Norway knew that they needed goals. So um, they, they were tied on points, right? So then you had to break down the head-to-head -head points, yeah. which amongst the three teams, they all won one and lost one, so they were even on that. Their goal differential actually was all the same. So then you had to go to the third criteria of tiebreaker, which is goals scored in the head-to-head -head matches, and Switzerland had more, and there you see it down there. Had they been tied in that category as well, would it have gone to a penalty? No, well, what, I think it's it two work? more. I it, think there was it, two more. It, it, it wouldn't, it wouldn't have worked more. out mm -hmm. because the teams in question weren't playing each other. The only way, which is the, which is, yeah. I had never seen that criteria tiebreaker, yeah. a penalty kick shootout instead of usually just goes to a coin flip. Right. If <laughs> the teams in question were tied in all of these categories, and then they just so happened to be playing against each other. It would have gone to penalty kick shootout. Immediately. It doesn't even end there, though. With that, there's two more possible scenarios where I think one is disciplinary, fair play, oh, and then yeah. FIFA rankings and coefficients come into play as the very last one. It's never absolutely heard of bananas. this before. And for the Italy team, they should have played better. Mm. They should be performing better, especially with the, the quality of player they have. But that said, if you go back to the first match and that goal that went in against France is counted, if there is VAR, mm -hmm. they're through the next round. I'm, I'm not taking that. <laughs> not, you're it's, not, you're look, not biting. Not, not, here it yeah. is again. This no. is a goal that I... went in. There's no way that goal did not go in. If you look at the first, I'd say, 15 to 20 minutes, though, of this Italy-Norway match, they did enough to create dangerous chances. And Noto, he is a player that if you're an Italian fan, you are screaming, Mamma Mia, looking at him. <laughs> he had two or three breakaway chances, and it's typified his finishing Michael. in the Prem. The one season. under the crossbar with no goalkeeper mm. that, mm. down the stretch. Mm. With mm. that point, you're through the next round mm. under the crossbar. Mm. So if that would have gone in, if, if, the, if the VAR call would have gone against France, if that one under the crossbar would have gone in, mm -hmm. I could play the woulda, coulda, shoulda game. Everybody played with VAR.
No, nothing back? Nothing. What do you mean? I, I thought you were going to clap back. <laughs> <laughs> I got confused. <laughs> Everybody plays on the same playing field with VAR. VAR with, or with no VAR. There's no yeah, VAR because for we've, everybody. Because we've proven that it's always <laughs> on board and equal across, even with VAR. <laughs> what I'm saying is that goal should have counted. Had it, sure. it would be through. But they should have played better. They should have won it on merit alone. Yeah. Well, and it just continues this trend of Italy getting bounced from international competition. I, I, I hate to be the Debbie Downer, but where's, where's my camera? I want to talk to oh. the Serie A crew. Is this my camera or is that my camera? It's this one. Here we go. Uh, ever since to the Serie A crew, to Marco, to Gorella, to Matteo, to Poppy, ever since Fabio Capello and who was it? Luca Toni and Fabio Cannavaro said, Calcio is back. Mm. <laughs> They've lost three continental finals, been bounced from the Euro Oof. 21s. Yeah. Not good. He had to do it. And it, this so, goes back to a conversation I had with Marco. I called him live on, on a podcast that I was doing, and I said, would you rather qualify for both World Cups and not win the, that one Euro or win the Euro and not qualify for the two World Cups, which they did not qualify? And he said, no, I'd rather have won the trophy and not qualify for the World Cups. Now look at this run that Italy Oof. is on of not qualifying for anything. That Euros is now looking more like an inept uh, England versus an Italy that is on their way back. Man, that, that pact with the devil, they must have signed the pact with the devil in the 2006 <laughs> World Cup. It's like you win the World Cup, and then in 2010, you crash out of the group stage, I believe. Yep, 2010 yep. World that Cup. That was the England Two, group. 2014, you also crash out of the group yep. stage. That, no, 2014 was the England group in, Two, in Yeah, 2014, in, in, the Pirlo. Yeah, the yeah. Pirlo penalty, And then yeah. 2018, uh, <sighs> what happened? 2018. The, the bite with Suarez, no, eliminated from group stage, I believe. In 2022, he didn't make it. Yikes. Big yikes. They didn't qualify in 2018. Yeah. 2018? No, they didn't make it. I was like, wait a second. They didn't qualify. That, that's what puts more significance on the Euros winning in 2020. No, that they did. They qualified. No, they didn't. It was, wasn't it the bite? All right. U.S. and Suarez. Italy both did not qualify. Guys, it doesn't matter. Doesn't matter. They They're out. Um, let's take a look at the bucks. bracket quickly for the quarterfinals. Um, here's how it looked. That Georgia will take on Israel, England, Portugal, Spain will face Switzerland, and France, Ukraine. Which match are you most looking forward to of these quickly? England, Portugal. Come yeah. on. I'm going Spain, Switzerland. Uh huh. France, Nico. Ukraine. I'm going Georgia, Israel. Let's go. We're watching everything. England, France, final. <laughs> All right, we're going to take a break. Um, we are chatting more Gold Cup when we come back on the other side. I'm Mark Chapman. Welcome to the Planet Premier League podcast. Each week, Cesc Fabregas, Nader Manua and myself talk all things Premier League. As a player, you don't have time to talk. No. You don't have time to make a plan. You just need to deal with wave after wave after wave. We watched Coach Carter and he said, oh, afterwards, the game's just about doing this for your teammates. And I remember looking around halfway through the film and half the squad was asleep. <laughs> Planet Premier League. Listen wherever you get your podcasts. Welcome back. We are chatting CONCACAF Gold Cup. Here's a look at the Group A standings after two matches. USA and Jamaica even on points at four. Trinidad and Tobago on three points. Um, and a big goose egg for St. Kitts and Nevis. No disrespect to them. Right, Nico? Right, no Nico? So obviously the USA uh, coming off that 6-0 uh, win over St. Kitts. But when you look at these standings, mm. it's we're not... 
we in the clear. We're not breathing mm -hmm. easy. And at we're this about point. to play we a team. We need to get a result against Trinidad Tobago, which. The last time you said that, oh boy. <laughs> what happened? Uh, it wasn't good. It didn't end well. Yeah. So I, this is not. I, I think actually now, the 6 nil result, though, um, is could be really important if it comes down to goal differential. Yeah, absolutely. Right? Well, no, because Jamaica is up. Uh, they're plus three in goal differential. We're plus six. Yeah, but, but Jamaica's Jamaica about to play St. Kitts. Yeah, exactly. exactly. So they're, so they're going to so ramp they up can, their goal they differential. They got three forwards that play in the Premier League. At the end, so I I are, at the end of the day, if you are the U.S. men's national team, we're in the group stages of the Gold Cup. If it comes down to goal differential, there's problems happening here. Yeah. This is the U.S. men's national team we're talking about. I expect them to take care of business. I'm with you, Nico, on this. First time we actually disagreed on morning footy. No, I also yeah. expect but them to take care of business. But the United States I've been confident against yeah. Trinidad and Tobago before. And oh, the, all these other things have to happen in order for them. And again, all those things happen. I watched it in real time. No, uh, this Not is in, in the Gold Cup on U.S. soil. You need a point against Trinidad and mm -hmm. Tobago. If you don't get a point against Trinidad and Tobago, you do not deserve to go on to the I literally yeah. agree with all of you. I'm just saying it's not as comfortable. It's not going to be a cakewalk. This conversation is, no. in, is, is what cakewalk. I hear. Unlike St. Kitts yeah. and yeah. Nevis. Well, it's not going to be a cakewalk. Jamaica beat Trinidad and Tobago 4 mm. Handedly. Handedly. Um, Jamaica is a strong yeah, side. What have you, what have, what's been impressed you the most about them, Nico? That, they're, that they've been able to compete, in a, and I think yesterday they really showed their guns uh, against Trinidad and Tobago. And I, I again, I repeat the same thing um, with Jamaica that I will for the United States national team because these are a lot of talented players. In fact, for Jamaica, they're probably playing at better clubs, the star players. Mm -hmm. I don't want to draw conclusions just from these games in in Gold Cup. They drew the United States 1-1. They missed a penalty kick. Leon Bailey couldn't convert. That probably would have been game over for Jamaica or, or closer to a game over. And the United States found a way to bounce back against what a lot of people are saying a really top, the, maybe the best Jamaican side they've, they've ever seen or something along those lines. Um, Let's, let's talk about Jamaica's going to beat St. Kitts and Nevis handedly just like the United States did. Let's talk knockout stage. That's when their medal is going to be tested as mm -hmm. a team. It's very difficult to draw conclusions. You expect them to be Trinidad by a lot. And maybe, I ex maybe did we expect more out of them against the U.S.? I think that's the best game that we could have had, like a nice little measuring stick for where Jamaica's at. But I'd rather draw conclusions... In knockout stage, when, when the stakes are higher, when you're playing better quality oppo opponents, maybe not even in the quarterfinals, because I don't know, you might get like a Qatar that's not even good, or, or, or maybe like a, if Honduras somehow has a miracle run. Mm. Jama Jamaica, the U.S., and, and Canada in quality, in quality, not on the pitch as teams, because Canada definitely showed that they can still stumble, but in quality, player for player, they are far and in Mexico, excuse me, far, that's what I said, right? Mexico, Canada, U.S.? Yeah. Far beyond um, quality the, from the rest of the pack. I think if you're in Jamaica, you're bringing and in Damari Gray. He switches allegiances to, uh, to Jamaica. You want to see how he gets along with, you know, Mikel Antonio and Leon Bailey, the three mm. biggest names on this team. They're your forwards. They're the ones up front. And to see them now clicking and finding each other in those spaces, know where to look, uh, especially Leon Bailey, mm. kind of finding Damari mm. Gray in those spaces for goals. That that is a positive for Jamaica. I think, you know, it, the U.S. was a test, but it was their first game. So I think mm -hmm. them getting into the knockout stages will be, you know, 
that'll be where we really see whether they're made up. But, you know, the U.S., the last two times they played Trinidad and Tobago, beat them 7-0, beat them 6-0. So yeah. you're expecting, yes, this may be a bit of an easier match, but this is a different U.S. squad. It feels like this Jamaica team, before the match, they watch cool runnings because they've been feeling the rhythm. <laughs> they've been feeling the rhythm. Great yeah. film. Feeling the rhythm. And this is the first time I've really seen a Jamaica team who they've had high-quality players with big profiles, but they're playing like a team. Leon Bailey showing the form that he showed at the end of the season with Aston Villa, but he's been so important at the heart of so many things. And Damari Gray playing like a wide player who can play anywhere in the attack, really bringing that quality. Mikel Antonio getting that assist. He needs to get a bit sharper and more consistent, and we saw that this season with West Ham. But if he can start scoring goals for Jamaica, watch out. I am very high. I'm an optimist. I'm jumping to conclusions. Watch out for this Jamaica team. They are my dark horse for this Gold Cup. Ooh, I like it. Um, well, let's look ahead to today's matches. Uh, Mexico will face Haiti in Group B. Here's a look at the standings for that group as it is right now. Haiti has it, a real shot. With look the, at Haiti. Ooh. I mean, after a big game against Qatar, mm -hmm. who knows with Haiti and Mexico. And Mexico just needs to continue this trend forward of they got a big result against Honduras. They've bounced back after Nations League with a nice win under their belt against what is usually a strong CONCACAF opponent. And now the rest of the teams on paper, they're less than Honduras. But you need to play the games out. Listen, Qatar is... World Cup host. They had won the AFC Champions League. They had a nice little Gold Cup run last time out. Um, but for Mexico, it's important to just keep on scoring, keep on winning, and, mm -hmm. and keep on marching on. Well, they beat Honduras 4-0 Four. Four mm -hmm. in, that, in that first match. And this was quite a nice bounce back for them that we talked about um, after the Nations League experience that, that they had and they, they fire Coca and all of the drama that has surrounded this, this Mexican side. I, this is a tournament that feels very, very important for them. Are you nodding in agreement? What, yes. what kind of statement will they be looking to make? I mean, obviously they need to advance out of the group stage, but are they, they, they want to win this whole thing. I think they have to win yeah. this whole thing to reinsert their dominance in CONCACAF because it's been all U.S. men's national team centric and rightfully so because the U.S. have been pummeling Mexico along the way. What I like about this Mexican team is that they're getting more runners out of midfield. Similar to what we saw from the U.S. men's national team last night, it is getting more midfielders, creative midfielders on the field. In the last, say, two years or three years, it was too many of the same players in midfield. Too many of the same Edson Alvarez's, Andres Guardado's. You need that X factor similar to, and there's only one Cuauhtémoc Blanco, but the Mexican teams that have been excellent in the past, they have that player who sees a, a pass through tight channels, who can play off a striker, and now they have that in midfield, younger players, and they have Henry Martin as a focal point. I wonder, could this game, or maybe the last group game, if we see Santi Jimenez? I think mm -hmm. Henry Martin still gets a start. Yeah, he's one of those players that we seem to, to talk about, but he hasn't been It's crazy. They, the upped, they yeah. upped for Henry Martin, a game in, game out, and Santi Jimenez came on as a sub. Man, and to, to your point, what you were saying about reestablishing yourself as a power in CONCACAF, you don't have World Cup qualifiers to do that mm -hmm. anymore. Um, and those are probably the highest stakes of U.S.-Mexico rivalry games that we get, and we're not going to get that until the next World Cup mm -hmm. cycle with yeah. a whole different group Crazy of players, where, in fact, 
there are going to be so many teams that qualify to the World Cup that the stakes are naturally going to be lower. They're going to play it as if it was the greatest rivalry game ever, yeah. but if you lose, it, you're going to make the World Cup anyway if you're the U.S. or Mexico. Um, but again, now it's going to be those important moments to reestablish order in CONCACAF. If you're Mexico, you're going to have opportunities only in two more tournaments. The Gold Cup that comes every so often and Nations League. Yeah. Crazy. How many teams will qualify? 48, 48 teams. Oh, oh, come on, Africa. Come on. I, I, I'm all smiles. <laughs> yeah, I know. Come on, Africa. Do it every two years, guys. Uh, all right, guys. Who are you, Arsene Wenger? <laughs> no, I would love it. Jeez. <laughs> We're going to take a break. Stick around. documentary as we speak rap music on trial now streaming exclusively on paramount plus rap lyrics are playing an increasingly prominent role in criminal cases every song every lyric every video that you've ever been involved with they're going to use against you follow rap artist kemba as he explores the weaponization of rap lyrics in the criminal justice system this artistic expression is a confession i'm ready roll the tape watch the eye-opening new documentary as we speak rap music on trial exclusively on paramount plus head to paramount plus.com to try it free terms apply